This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 27th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. In the dark on Roundup, planes, rains bring some relief and China land ban 2.0. Now here's a programming note. Monday is Memorial Day, so Daybreak will return on Tuesday. Booming demand for climate smart funding. The competition for money from the USDA's effort to test climate smart commodity projects is turning out to be quite stiff. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told the Senate Ag Committee yesterday that USDA has received about 450 proposals from all 50 states for a total of $18 billion. That's four times the estimate Vilsack gave at an earlier hearing. USDA said the previous estimate was very rough. Keep in mind, USDA has a billion dollars available for the program, and the application period for smaller-scale projects is still open. The deadline for that round, which will fund projects up to $5 million, is June 10th. Vilsack, eager to learn more about Roundup case. The key focus of the Ag Committee's hearing was Biden administration decision to side with a plaintiff in a case involving Roundup herbicide. During the hearing, Secretary Vilsack said he was never consulted by the Justice Department before the brief was filed. And after the hearing, he told reporters that he didn't know if EPA was consulted either. He also emphasized that he wasn't privy to the reasoning behind filing the brief. That's why I'm anxious to learn more about this, he said. And then, Arkansas, here we come. The Ag Committee's next Farm Bill hearing will be June 17th at Arkansas State University in Jonesboro. The first hearing was held last month at Michigan State University. Rainfall provides some drought relief. Heavy rainfall has helped to ease drought conditions a bit on the southern plains where a large portion of the nation's wheat crop is at risk. In Texas, the area an extreme to exceptional drought fell from 56% to 46%, according to the latest U.S. drought monitor. In Oklahoma, the area in extreme to exceptional drought was cut in half to 18%. There was also some improvement in Colorado and Kansas as well. And why it matters, well, the four states account for half of the nation's winter wheat production last year. There's also uh, has been some improvement in the Pacific Northwest, but little in California. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Food banks step up purchasing to meet demand. The nation's food banks are having to purchase more of their food than ever before to meet demand at a time of extraordinary food inflation. That's according to Vince Hall, Chief Government Relations Officer 
for Feeding America, the network of food banks. Food banks ordinarily rely heavily on donated products and commodities provided through USDA. But this year, some food banks are having to buy up to 40% of the food they distribute, all said in an AgriPulse Newsmakers interview. In the last month, 65% of our food banks reported seeing increased demand, he said. So this means consumers who are barely making it each month are having a really hard time. U.S. offers China role in tackling global food insecurity. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken had plenty of criticism for China during a speech yesterday at Georgetown University. But he also stressed the U.S. desire to work with the Chinese on the global food crisis. The U.S. is looking to, quote, China, a country that's achieved great things in agriculture, to help with a global response, Blinken said. Last week at the United Nations, the United States convened a meeting of foreign ministers to strengthen global food security. We extended an invitation to China to join. We will continue to do so. Lawmaker Titan's proposed ban on Chinese land buys. One of the leading congressional critics of Chinese investment in U.S. agriculture will be introducing a new proposal to prohibit individuals or businesses with ties to the Chinese government from buying American farmland. The bill is a new version of a provision Representative Dan Newhouse got added to the House Appropriations Bill to bar state-owned Chinese companies from purchasing land. The new bill would specifically prohibit land purchases by non-resident aliens, foreign businesses, an agent, trustee, or fiduciary associated with the government of the People's Republic of China. The appropriations provision was ultimately dropped in conference committee in favor of language requiring USDA to report looking more deeply into land ownership trends by China, Iran, Russia, and North Korea. I take note. The USDA data indicates Chinese investors who may or may not have ties to the Chinese government only held about 194,000 acres in 2020, less than a percent of all foreign-owned agriculture land in the U.S. The accuracy of the data, however, is questioned in a new federal report. FDA warns on CBD animal food retailers. Happy Horse Bites or Snoop's Chews CBD dog treats, they're among the products being targeted by the Food and Drug Administration in letters sent to three retailers of the CBD products. The companies were told they're violating the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act by selling unapproved animal drugs. CBD products for food-producing animals raise concerns regarding the safety of the human food derived from those animals, FDA said in the warning letters. Data is lacking on how, quote, the formation of residues in edible products of food-producing animals in association with consumption of CBD products by those, into, by those animals and on safe levels of any potential residues for the human consumer. Well, here's today's He Said It. It's difficult for food banks to go from month to month trying to budget what they're going to need to serve the community when the prices continue to go up. That's Vince Hall of Feeding America, interviewed for AgriPulse Newsmakers. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 27th. 
brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.